You're listening to the Elephant in the Room podcast powered by One Light Ahead. This is your place to join other leaders and high achieving professionals who are serious about owning their leadership. Each week we share strategies, interviews, and advice so you can be purposeful about your mindset and discover exactly what it means to live and lead unlayered. We are excited to host another episode of Addressing the Elephant in the Room. And my name is Coach April. I am the founder and the strategic leadership coach of One Light Ahead. I get to also be this host. Uh, We get to help leaders own their leadership. We get to help them discover what leadership means to them, how they discover their own evidence and their own purpose in leading themselves, discovering how purposely they walk their talk, which is always so much fun. And which is what we love about this podcast, because we get to find you wonderful and unique guests that are purposely aligned with the messaging that we are going to be talking about because addressing the elephant in the room usually ends up being a really big elephant. And our guest today, Mr. John Peterson, who also is an author, speaker, and coach, has given us the gracious effort of his time and said, yeah, I'm willing to talk about a really big elephant. And so John, what's on your heart? So on my heart is that we can speak to our thoughts. And that is huge because most people don't even realize that that's an option. But I love so we can speak to our thoughts. That is you're going to be your elephant today. And I want to give a quick shout out because Miss Lindsay Hotmeyer is our intro and outro sponsor. And she is a beautiful individual that helps people discover who they are and how it shows up in the tools and the graphics and the copyright that they do. And speaking of how speaking to your thoughts, right? <laughs> the gift right, of right. Uh, wonderful people that we get to surround ourselves with. So educate our audience because You've got a wealth of experience in speaking and sharing and discussing thoughts. So how does speaking to our thoughts show up in conversation? Will you define it a little bit more and give us some more specifics? Absolutely. I would say probably, you know, I grew up um, reading the Bible. I shouldn't say reading the Bible in church, right? It wasn't until I went through a really bad divorce, kind of lost everything that just had an option, right? I just, what was I going to do with my life? And just decided to read the Bible for myself. And it was in there where I came across a scripture that said, capture every thought, right? And I just thought, that's interesting. That's a interesting sentence. And so I just started digging, started really just curiosity. And because I was having thoughts, I had never thought of suicide, right? Had a thought of suicide at that time, had other crazy thoughts that I'm not going to share on here. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a bad time in my life. And so I was having these thoughts and I'm like, where are they coming from? Like, that's not me. Right. It's not normal to think about suicide. In fact, if you throw someone in a swimming pool and they can't swim, they're going to try to swim to get to the edge. Right. Survival. Mm -hmm. So I just learned that by being having a relationship with God and being saved that, again, the same Bible that I was reading, I had power and authority. And so honestly, I just kind of like said, I'm just going to be real honest. I started experimenting. Mm. And so like when the thought would come, right, what I had read the night before said, hey, I could speak to this thought. And not only could I speak to it, it had to listen. And so I'm talking about fear, stress, anxiety, uh, pornography, like whatever this thought is, right? So the example that I give when I'm teaching, just to kind of make it simple for everyone, is that, remember that old uh, cartoon to Tom and Jerry? Oh, of course. And so Exactly, right? And so it's funny, the new gener- the younger generation is like, who, what? I'm like, right? <laughs> and so the best example I can give is Tom and Jerry. And again, this is what I believe. So you have the cat and the mouse, right? The mouse would do something to Tom the cat. And so the cat was going to retaliate and like the scene would freeze. 
and a little devil would pop up over here and a little angel would pop up on his shoulder. The devil, of course, would say, smack him in the face with a frying pan. And the little angel would be like, no, forgive him. He didn't know what he was doing, right? So you have these two thoughts mm-hmm. is the way I look at it. The cool part is what I kind of discovered is guess who's in the middle? You are. True. So you get to choose, right? Just because they give us this idea, this thought, this influence, whatever you want to call it, doesn't mean we have to listen. And in fact, we have the choice, which again, goes back to empowering you. And so anyways, that's, I just kind of started experimenting with that and just they're speaking to anxiety. You know, one of the things that I do in real estate is also I invest, so flip properties, all that kind of cool stuff. Excellent. Once people would find out that I would flip houses, I can't tell you how many people were like, oh my God, I've always wanted to do that, right? So after about the 10th person of telling me that, I finally started asking them, why, why didn't you? Like, obviously you're excited about it, right? You lit up like a Christmas tree when I talked about it. And it was either fear or finances, right? Didn't have the money. And some that did have the money, they were still afraid. And so I truly believe that the biggest um, movers that make us do stuff that a lot of the time is not logical or just makes us move out of our comfort zone is fear or hope. Mm -hmm. And so because of fear, we'll stop doing things, right? Or won't even start, right? You you always hear fear is paralyzing. With coaching and training, there's so many agents that should be lead generating and should be on the phone, door knocking, whatever they want to do, right? For lead generation and fear stops them. And so by sitting down and just giving them the example of Tom and Jerry, right? The, the little demon, the little angel, I tell them there is not physically someone stop. Fear is not a 300 pound gorilla sitting in front of you, physically stopping you. It's all up here. And if you can learn to master this and know that we have power and authority, that we can speak to these things. And again, if you start doing this, you're going to feel dumb. I did. Most people that I talk to, it's like, oh, that's weird. Like, I don't know. Right. Cause now other thoughts are coming. So again, the biggest thing that I do when I start my seminars is I ask everyone, where do your thoughts come from? And that usually kind of gets them thinking in that way. So I hope that kind of helps with an explanation. Well, and the gift, there's so many things that I want to make sure that we remind the audience of a couple of things you said, and those that will be listening, won't be able to hear you actually point to your mind and your brain. (laughs) So, ah, yeah, that's right. Those are all the fun perceptions that we get to think about. Yeah. And as you said, when you walk into a room, your opportunities to make sure they're in the room first. And right. so a Tom and Jerry, for those of us that are a little older, you know, that know Tom and Jerry, the visual comes right to mind because mm-hmm. we have an understanding of what that visual is. And we could probably even play out a couple cartoons in our mind, right? Of ones that we yeah. actually remember, right? And so the first aspect is understanding that all of us have a preconceived thought pattern. And so all of us have this thing we bring into every room or like I have glasses on for those that can't see me at the time. And that helps me see better because it gives me a magnified awareness Mm -hmm. and it gives me a opportunity to have things more clarified. That's also how our mind works. When you talked about having one or the other, Everybody's got a different terminology of the angel, the devil. Uh, some people use the drunk monkey, and I happen to have monkey, one over yep, on my- that one before too. Yeah, oh, back there. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, we all ha- and having you and I have trained in the real estate industry for years, so we know that there's a mindset in any type of sales industry or any type of commitment to help people discover they have needs. Mm-hmm. And not only do we have needs of people we're serving, but we have our own internal needs that caused some of those thought patterns. So ironically, when you said, I want to talk about captivating those thoughts, we actually have a couple assessments that are thought patterns that actually help people discover the science behind their thought patterns. 
And we actually have tools that help them see how their thoughts are aligned or they may be distracting distracting or self-sabotaging. So it's kind of fun to have this whole conversation. And yet the other aspect of it is that people that don't have access to those tools, they also get to go through what you're talking about of how do I talk to myself? And Mm -hmm. most of us have no problems doing that in some form or fashion. Some of us are not so verbal or audio about it. Most of it's inside our head. It's always happening. And one of my favorite questions, and I think this will lead next to how you show up in conversation, would you talk to your friend the way you just talk to yourself? That's huge. It's a huge question, right? And so as you're talking about that devil and angel Mm -hmm. and or monkeys or whatever y'all want to choose to put on your shoulders as you're listening, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. you made a very powerful awareness that so many people, and another phrase I love to say is, when you don't choose, you chose. You think that you are not, so, and this is the other aspect of some of the assessments that we use is that only five to 15% of the time are we mindfully choosing. The rest exactly. of the time we are in reaction and comfort zone and yes. operating at a consistency, Yep. which is not always comfortable. Yep. Yep. And so you and I relate on so many awarenesses on that aspect, yet sure. the gift of giving our audience the next part of this conversation is how do you, and what did you go through? I loved how you said I tested it out. I kind of just played with it. And I came to that discovery. It was either fear or hope or a couple other opportunities. What did you go through? How did it show up in conversation? How did you start communicating about it? So that as the audience is listening, they can contemplate where their thoughts are and the choices they may be addressing. Absolutely. So I would say the biggest, you know, I call it aha moment, like the drunk monkey, right? Like a Paso aha moment, like, whoa was a time that I was driving, I live in Frisco, Texas now, but I was in Dallas, Fort Worth, and I did a lot of business in Austin and San Antonio. So I'm driving back from one of them, Austin or San Antonio, headed back to Dallas. If I was ever by myself, I would stop in Waco. There's a Rudy's there. Um, I would stop there because I have a gas station and I could pick up a little bit of meat, write some protein and just keep hitting the road. If I had my daughters with me, I would stop at a place called Buzzard Billy's. Mm-hmm. Buzzard Billy's is right on the, um, I forgot the river there, but anyways, it's right on the river and it's pretty cool because they'll give you like bread to feed the turtles and the fish and all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. So with that said, I'm driving back one day to Buzzard Billy's and I'm just listening to regular music. I like to say this because so many times people feel when they have a thought or, and again, I feel our, our thoughts come from the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. So, so many times people feel like you have to listen to worship music for an hour, be praying for an hour. Like that hasn't been my experience. And so, <laughs> drive, mm-hmm. right. And that's why I like to say the music I was listening to was just normal dance music, whatever. So anyways, I'm just cruising 80 going up and I'm about maybe 30 minutes away from Waco. So I'm headed up towards Dallas. And I just have this thought, stop at Buzzard Billy's and tell your waitress I love her. Mm. Like, that's weird. You know what I mean? It's kind of like whatever, like blew it off. So about 15 minutes later, uh, 15 minutes away from Waco, I hear the same thing, but it's a little bit stronger, like a sensing. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like a sensing. Like it's almost like someone's talking to you a little more stern. And so, um, and again, just so you know, like I call them thoughts. Some people call them voices. Some people have a sensing. Some people, which is me, I'll sometimes have a five second movie clip or you'll see a picture. Right? There's different ways that they communicate with us. And so anyways, I'm driving. So 15 minutes away, I feel it stronger. Stop at Buzzard Billy. So anyways. Long story short, I'm driving, I'm, about, I'm coming to the exit. And the whole time logic is kicking in going, why would I do that? I'm not with my daughters. I never stopped there when I'm with you, right? And so just a little sidebar, I've come to realize that usually the first thought that we have or the first impression or sensing 
is from the spiritual realm. And the second thought that usually comes is our logic, mm. which usually is against the first thought, if that kind of makes sense. So the first thought is like, hey, give that person $20. The next thought is like, why would I give that person $20? They look like they're dressed nice. They're sitting in a Starbucks drinking a $5, right? So my story is going to help you with that because it's about obedience. That's what I realized. So I take the exit last minute, right? I'm like logically trying to reason why I would do this. So anyways, I get off, I go. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't know, some big, I'll just be honest with you. It's going to be embarrassing, but I just thought some big revival was going to happen by telling this lady this. So anyways, I sit down and they sit me down in the corner and I thought, oh, I heard the voice say, waitress, tell your waitress. So I'm like, let's see if it's a guy or a girl. Sure enough, it's a lady. She's like 70. Hey, honey, how you doing? Right. It's just super sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how do I say, hey, God loves you without being weird, right? Because that's a little bit weird. <laughs> and so anyways, <laughs> wait till the last possible second. And she brings the tab and I said, hey, I just want to say thank you for taking such good care of me today. And also, I just want to let you know that God loves you. She goes, oh, I know that, honey. And like kind of taps the table and walks off. Mm-hmm. So now I'm really confused because I had come up with this whole like revival thing is going to happen or he, I don't know what I was thinking, but that's, it was not what happened. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm really confused now. So I'm like, I know I heard that. I know that voice and it's always been good, right? I feel it's the Lord. It's always been good to help people. So I'm paying, I get up, I'm walking out, just really confused. I'm actually looking down as I'm walking out. I remember just going, I heard it. Why would he have me? Anyway, so I walk out. As soon as I walk out the front door, walk out the sidewalk, as soon as my foot hits the um, parking lot, because I was just thinking, man, that was weird. So anyways, I just asked like, Lord, what was that about? And as soon as my foot hit the uh, parking lot, this is what I heard. I just wanted to see if you would obey me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that blew my mind because like always raised in church, it was always like, you know, if, if you hear something, you do it, there's always fruit. There's always, you know, that's how you know it's God, man. That hasn't been my experience. Like, yes, that's part, that's true. There's truth to that. But like, I've been to hell and back, right? Not like literal hell, but like just circumstances in life. And so I always tease, I've been to hell and back and got the t-shirt. But yet God was with me the whole time, right? I had this peace that didn't make sense. So there's actually a verse that says that you, he has a peace that passes all understanding. My John Peterson translation is you're going to have peace when it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So when he said that, that blew my mind. Like, I just wanted to listen to me. Because that went pretty much against a lot of stuff that I was taught being raised in the church. So anyways, I just started reading the Bible for myself, started having my own experiences with him. And that was really huge because I realized it's about obedience. Mm-hmm. And there's been times when I've had that thought, that voice, whatever you want to call it for our show, let's just say a thought. So I had the thought to do something one time and there's a couple of times where I've missed it. I just didn't do it. I knew it was him, but I just didn't do it. That feeling of regret is worse than going and being obedient and being made a fool of or look foolish or whatever. Yeah, man, that, that, yeah. So it's just, I've just learned to like, okay, I would rather just go make a fool of myself, right? Or if the people think I'm crazy because I'm telling them something or doing something, I would rather experience that than like to this day, this, the situation I'm talking about was probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And even as we're talking right now, my mind is right there, mm-hmm. reliving all of that, going, dang it, I was supposed to do that and I didn't. So again, I just think that in life, Right. So, for example, with agents, the confidence comes with practice and right. Getting your first deal, you get paid. Holy cow, your confidence shoots up because you're like, I can really do this. It's been the same way with this experience with the with the thoughts is just kind of experimenting and just going, oh, wow, this works. And so what happens is it gives me a little bit more confidence for next time when I have a thought, because, again, in real estate, I've walked into houses and I've heard this is the house. Now, I didn't run to my client and say, hey, I heard a thought that's it. I've just learned to kind of, again, experimenting, just kind of quiet, listening to it. 
this one client, we had been looking at probably 20, 25 houses. She walks in the master bedroom that day. Her husband wasn't able to come. I walk into the master bedroom. She goes, John, I think this is a house. I go, you think? And she asked me, what do you think? I go, well, when I walked in the door, I heard this is your house. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, cause this is your house. This is my house. And one, I'm not always right. Like I get it wrong a lot of times. And just a little sidebar, I would say that's probably the secret of my success is I'm not afraid to screw up. I'm not afraid to take a chance um, because that's part of the part of the process of learning, right? Failure is part of the process. So, John, the gift of so many things you said there, and I, there's so many pieces for the audience to hear. And then we're going to d- dive in just a tad bit deeper for just a minute, because sure. there are some that may be listening that totally understand and have had those experiences where they hear a thought and they nudge it. And some of us that have experienced that, we know exactly what you're talking about. We remember the first time we were obedient to, we remember the right. first time, like, really? You're asking me to do what? And why right. am I doing that? Exactly. And, and exactly. then you are obedient and every door opens that you're told is going to open. And I write about yeah. it in my book, ironically, of a really big situation that happened that I am still discovering what it means to this day. And it, it awed me at the moment. And then I've watched it literally come to fruition over the years. And it is ridiculously unique. And it's another day for another story. <laughs> yeah. The gift of what you shared is that those of us that have walked that path, we know what the gift of that obedience is. Yet we had to make that first choice to be obedient to that thought. Now, for those that... And this is the terminology we use in my world uh, is that um, not everybody understands when you say you're a believer, then you wonder, well, well, what do you believe in? And then it goes into a whole controversy of conversation and depending on who you're talking to. Right. Right. So as you talk about captivating your thought, which is a beautiful and we know versus never come back void. So everyone listening will have some type of connection to that capturing every thought. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet we also know that sometimes. Uh, when we are giving a nudging, if you will, a opportunity or our doors are being knocked on, if you will, because not everybody understands what's happening or what it means or how to be obedient. And as their, and obedience is my word for the year, ironically. So oh, the, the commitment is that willingness to be obedient in all circumstances. And yes. because we're human, that's not tangibly possible, right? <laughs> right. Right. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall short. That's going to happen. And as believers, we get to reach out to the people that don't quite understand yet. Mm -hmm. And and we get to plant seeds that say, okay, test the thought. You know, if if you're watching an angel and a devil play on your or whatever terminology you resonate with. And I loved how you said you hear the first thought and then you hear the logic kick in that starts doubting and give you fear and justification and all the other pieces that come into that. Right. So when you're hearing that, when you're teaching that, when you're sharing this message, because it's obvious you've shared it a few times and you've walked the journey of it. So congratulations for being willing to be that bold, because not everybody is willing to stand on the stage. And and many that know us know that we're a faith driven company, but we don't publicize it. And we work to we purposely don't want anyone to feel judged. We want everyone to be seen, valued and heard no matter where they are, no matter what's happening. Uh, At the end of the day, that's not our decision. It is our opportunity to plant a seed. So we go back to that choice. We go back to how you played with and how you teach that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Would you give some tangible uh, conversations about how you talk about capturing that thought and owning that 
finding that evidence that confirms the walk of capturing that thought? Absolutely. Um, first, I'd like to kind of explain, because like you're saying, not everyone understands what we're talking about. So when I'm teaching in class, I have a whiteboard awesome. and I actually draw two circles. Right. So I have this circle, which is the physical world that we live in. And then I also have the unseen world. Yes. The physical world that we live in is our five senses. Right. Sight, smell, taste, hearing and feeling. That is this world that we're in right now. This other world, the unseen world that I call it, this is where Wi-Fi right? Where it's Wi-Fi. Like it's here. We just can't see it. It's real. Uh, radio waves, things of that nature. So that's where I feel our thoughts come from is from that unseen realm. If that kind of helps you a little yes. bit, that's some right. people call that unseen realm, the spiritual realm. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Now I do a lot. That unseen realm, honestly, is my reality. I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but that's what I study. I study near-death experiences. I don't study just Christians, if that makes sense. Yes. I truly want to know about the spiritual realm. I've talked to guys that are Hindu, so into Hindu and all of that kind of stuff. And I will have a great conversation because I'm the type of person that we can have a conversation and agree to disagree, right? I've never understood why people are hating or mad for what I believe. I'm not mad or hate anyone for any other religion or whatever. What I love is that, why can't we just talk about it, right? Like, tell me, you're, you're part of the singles group that I have. And in there, you don't have to be safe to be in there. You can be an atheist, to be honest with you. But in the comments, tell me what you believe. Yes. Why are you an atheist? Why are you a Mormon? Why are you whatever? Why are you do not believe in God? Tell me what you believe. But when you start talking, attacking everyone else, right? You're wrong. And this is it's like, really? Like, that's not what it's all about. Like, let's have a discussion. Because I do feel we're supposed to plant seeds. I agree with you for 100%. And if all we're doing is fighting and doing this all the time, like that's not doing anything. My biggest thing with what I believe is, this is the example I give with Jesus, right? He, I have a piece, like I tell you, that passes on understanding. When I lost everything, um, I got evicted out of where I was living, lost my car. My bank account was negative $1,500. I didn't know you could go that negative. I have a screenshot of it somewhere. But I just had this piece. Did I like my situation? No. Did it suck? Absolutely. But I can't tell you, man, I had this piece that I could not explain and it was the Lord. So to me, if let's just say April, your shoulder, right? We're talking today and you're like, oh, my shoulder is messing up, right? Back in the day, there used to be an ointment called Bengay. So it's like if I used it maybe last year and it helped and you're mentioning about your shoulder, I'd be like, hey, try this Bengay. It really helped me, whatever, right? I personally feel that's the way it should be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going through something, your depression, whatever, I should be able to say, hey, man, because of my experience with it, right? My experience with the Ben Gay, I was able to confidently tell you. And so that's the way I feel the Lord should be. But again, that's just my opinion. Most people, I think, are afraid to kind of step out. Um, I've had experiences where on houses, right? I'm back at my office and I'm like, I just, a simple question. It's not even a prayer. It's just like, Lord, I don't know what to offer on this house. What should I, and I'll hear a number, right? And then I'll share it with my client. They agree with it. And again, I don't go, the Lord said we should offer this or this. No, it's just, hey, this is, I just feel that. We should be normal, man. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like we have the power inside that we know about and it speaks to us. And so I, I give them the number. They said, yeah, we end up winning the bid. How do you explain that? That's that unseen realm that I'm talking about. So I hope that kind of understands and, and breaks it down a little bit easier for people to do that. So, and that also answers your questions as far as applications where I've had the thoughts were like that. I offer it to my people or let's just say a perfect example right now, buddy of mine's talking about moving here from California wants to start a, um, a real estate investment company with me, right? Start flipping houses. He wants to get into that. And um, as we were talking, there's other business ideas. We've talked about one of them is starting maybe like an exotic car rentals, like Ferraris, Lamborghinis, all that kind of stuff. 
And even me, I have those thoughts. People think because I'm teaching this and I've kind of mastered, I'm pointing to my mind again. I've mastered my mind. Great observation. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I was like, wait, she said. <laughs> and so anyways, I'm pointing to my mind right now. So I feel like I've got a pretty good hold on it and control of it as far as my thoughts. Because, and again, I don't have a slideshow to show you, but when I'm presenting, one of the slides that I show is a bouncer at a club. He's standing there. There's people in line. It's a nice place. He's in a suit and there's a red velvet rope. That's what I've installed in my mind. I'm pointing to my head now, right? I've installed that in my mind because I have my goals and my stuff that I want to do. If a thought comes, it's like that bouncer. He's a filter in my mind. I'm pointing towards my head again. That filter, that bouncer is the first thing that this thought comes against. Excellent. The next slide that I show is that the bouncer has his hand out. Like if he's stopping you, if that thought is not in alignment with what I want or my goals or my vision, it doesn't come to my brain, into my mind. Hmm. Right. If it is an alignment, the third shot that I show is he's actually opening the rope, allowing you in like you're on the list. Mm -hmm. And so that visual, again, many people are visual like myself, that helps. So it's like most people don't have a filter like we talked about. They're just kind of just on auto drive, like they're just autopilot, just cruising through life. And what's meant to be will be. That's cool. If you want to believe that, I don't believe that. I believe that we can truly go after what we want. And so back to the example of the thoughts. So as I'm talking about, you know, the, the opportunities that are in front of my buddy, John, moving here and doing different things, I have those thoughts. Like, who are you to do that? And, you know, where are you going to get the money and that, right? I have those thoughts. The, the, the nice thing is what used to maybe take me 15, 20 minutes to kind of fight that thought and speak to it. Now is about three seconds. Mm -hmm. So when that thought comes, it's like, I just rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's all I say. But I have the confidence to know that it has to, it's not an option, man. It has to listen to me. And so again, it's just like the gym, right? If, if, you know, let's take Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Huge built guy. Everyone knows him, Mr. Olympia. If I went to the gym, it's like, I want to be like him. I could be like him. It's going to take time, nutrition, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. But most people, most humans, after a week, if you don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you quit. I've been there. I'm guilty of it. And so I've just learned that with this, with the mindset stuff, this is something that I every day work on, right? I just, I can quickly now when those thoughts come, I can just cast them down and it's easier. But when I started, I felt stupid. I felt dumb. And it's weird. Like you speak to fear, but then here comes this other thought going, this is weird. Why are you doing, right? It's, it's a trip. But once you understand that it is something that you can talk to, I actually look at it like a person. That's just me. I look at it because, again, we're talking the unseen world and eh, I don't know, John, about that. I literally look at it like something physical that I can. So let's just say this was fear. Right now, again, fear usually doesn't feel this small. It feels like a big 600 pound gorilla, but <laughs> it's physically something that I can look at and just say, no, I'm not going to be afraid. I can do this. Right. And it's kind of like that self-talk. So I hope those examples helped. So, John, so many wonderful examples. And anyone listening, anything you want to pick up in front of you, anything that you have, and you create that as a image of that thought pattern is a way to talk to that if that's what until you're able to start. Uh, and we use a terminology called observer's chair, and you get to step in the observer's chair and observe yourself in mm -hmm. the opportunity of understanding how you're receiving and digesting and communicating all these different thoughts. There's all different ways so many people have different suggestions for that yet. Correct. Uh, and it works for you. Exactly. It is all about the opportunity to understand. We get to make that yeah. choice and determine what choice is going to align. Yet the question came up for me. That is going to be a fun question. And yeah. then we'll start the wrap up process. What happens when you get that thought that may not quite align with what you think you want? 
And yet it keeps coming like, let me go talk to that waitress. Let me go talk to that waitress. Mm-hmm. What happens when that thought comes up? So I've learned to just, again, right when I was talking earlier in the show, I've just learned to just obey and just do it. Um, again, when you have that thought of go speak to the waitress, usually 99% of the time, here comes another thought, which is logic. Tony Robbins uses the word flow, right? I personally believe that's what they're talking about, the spiritual realm and Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff, but they don't want to freak people out. So they use flow. So let's use that term. The first term flow says, go talk to your waitress and tell her whatever, give her 20, whatever he's, you, that flow is telling you to do. Again, usually the second thought is fear. Why would you do that? That's stupid. That's dumb. You don't even know her bra, right? All that stuff. So I've just learned because again, I've messed up, right? Failure is part of the process. I've not done that enough times that I hate the way it feels because I'll get home that night. I'll be laying in bed and it won't go away. Mm-hmm. Now the thought is you should have spoke to her. You should have done that right. The next day, the next week, the next you should have spoke to her. So I've messed up enough times, April, that I just, again, right, kind of having a meeting for yourself. This is interesting. Most people, when I do my seminars, one of the things I have them do is I'll write, again, have them just get a piece of paper, their phone, whatever. And they just write down what you want in life. Most people have never done that. Sadly. They have never, ever done that. So again, going back to autopilot, right? They don't even know what they're going towards. I would never in a million years buy a cruise, right? Like say to leave out of Galveston and go to the Bahamas. And as I'm getting on the boat, I say, hey, this is headed to the Bahamas. And he's like, I think so. You know, we lost our our plan. And so we're just going to, you know, embark and, you know, we think we'll get to the Bahamas. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) I get on that boat, I get on that plane, I get right. Like we need to have a plan of where we're going. But yet again, with our lives, we don't. Um, And I think it's just education, right? Like my favorite book, the Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. We don't know what we don't know. And so that's why it's so important who we hang out with, right? Like who's in our boat, who we're doing life with. Because going back to thoughts, the reason why I feel it's important who we hang out with is because the stuff that they speak become our thoughts. I'm pointing to my head again, right? It becomes our thoughts. And so even though you're not, you know, hanging out with them anymore, dinner's over, that thought that they planted, whether you believe it or not, it's planted now in your mind. You're thinking about it. You're meditating. I call chewing on it, right? You're just like wow, they said I could, you know, have five rental properties in the next three years, right? So again, it's just, everything goes back to thoughts. There was a girl in high school one time that she kept wrecking her car. <laughs> Parents had a lot of money, bought a really nice car. She's 16 and she must've hit the side of the garage a couple of times pulling out. Pulled out, hit it. Everyone sees the dent, gets it fixed. A couple of weeks later, she hits it again. So anyways, I asked her, I was like, why do you keep hitting the garage? Like how, do you, why don't you park somewhere else? She goes, if I could make it. I thought I could make it. And so when you just start seeing that, right, where I speak about mindset, I listen a lot for mind, thought. And so, again, it just all boils down to that. And so to answer your question, I've missed it so many times that that feeling is so uncomfortable um, that I just I don't I don't want to miss it anymore. So I would rather listen to that thought, even though it usually sounds crazy, because the first thought is flow, in my opinion. And the second thought is logic. And usually logic and flow are complete opposites. In most cases, yes. (laughs) And the opportunity, John, that you shared is that we have a gift to not beat up on ourselves, yet recognize the gift. Recognize that when we've got the flow speaking Mm -hmm. to us or whatever you resonate with, when you that is a huge gift. And the more you listen, the more you're obedient, you'd be amazed at the gifts that you continue to receive and the gifts you give others from Mm -hmm. that commitment. So, you know, can I jump in there real quick? Because this is important about that. 
So the flow, so many people always tell me, well, I don't hear anything. I, no one's talking to he, He's talking to you. I promise you. I study a lot of near-death experiences, all that kind of stuff. When 9-11 happened, there was people that were not believers, right? So it doesn't have to be a God thing or a, a Christian thing or church thing. There was people that woke up that day and said, you know what? I had a thought that said, you know what? You've been telling your daughter for two months now that you're going to take her for ice cream. Mm. So they called in sick. To t- right. And that just different stories like that of why they called in and didn't go to work or whatever. So I truly feel that God, the Lord flow, whatever, you know, your thing is, is talking to you. We're just not listening. And if you will take the time, because most people are so busy, right, with life and I get it. Um, that's why we have these thoughts at odd times when we're in the shower, when we're driving in the car, it's usually when we're alone. And so I just want you to know that he is speaking to you. It's just we haven't really recognized his voice. People ask me all the time, how do I recognize his voice? Well, let's just say I went on a date. And I got someone's phone number. And a week later, she calls me and she's like, hey, babe. I'm like, hey, like, I don't have a clue who it is. Right. And so, yeah, I'll probably play it off for a little bit, try to figure out who it is. But this is someone that I've been dating exclusively for six months. And she calls me and I say hello. And she says, hey, babe, I better know her voice. And so right? for me, it's just time. Right. It's just time spending. So, again, where I, I hate to use the word experiment, but that's really what it was. It's like, OK, I read this book. Let's see if this is true. Like, honestly, like that was kind of my mindset. Like, all right, let's see what's up. And whoa, this worked, that worked. What, okay, now, now you got my attention now, right? And again, just doing that, spending time. So I just want to let your audience know, like, flow is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. Just be a little, especially after this podcast, right? Like now you, you have knowledge and understanding of certain things. So like April said, we're planting seeds. And that is the thing, like I could tell her heart and just looking at her stuff, like she wants to help people just like I do. And this is about for you guys, right? This isn't for us. This is for you guys. Although we're flowing in our thing and part of our identity and purpose, her and I are lit right now. We're on cloud nine because we're doing our thing. Hopefully you find your thing in life, but just know that you're not damaged goods. You're not too bad or too evil or whatever word you want to say or too far gone, right? Because of your past, maybe something you did or something that was done to you. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's talking to you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to add that. It was absolutely perfect, John. And, and that leads to, uh, first of all, before I ask you our final question, how do people get in communication with you? How do they learn more about you? What would you recommend? Absolutely. So the best thing is probably to either call me, my cell number, I'll give it to you, is 214-530-7612. Again, 214-530-7612. The reason why I give my cell number, that's how people are getting hold of me right now to book me to speak. Um, because this is, I've been doing this for years, but honestly, April, I, it hasn't been like the John Peterson show. And what's happening is what I'm applying. And especially when I do a seminar, right, there's breakthrough and emotional healing and all that. People are asking me to come speak and they want a demo reel or something. I don't really have that. So I hired a videographer at the beginning of this year. Awesome. We're working on a website. It's johnpeterson.com. J-O-N. There's no H. J-O-N Peterson. So I'll spell it out for you. J-O-N P-E-T. E-R-S-O-N.com website should be live probably in about a week. And so that's the best place to get a hold of me. Uh, And yeah, I'd love to help you all however I can. Excellent. So John, and so resonate with all the speaking reels and all that stuff like that. That's we still work on all that process. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, after how many YouTubes we may do, et cetera. Right. And uh, so the final bite out of this elephant, because as we've started to open up the can of worms, if you will, or the uh, right. Large, because what we know happens is that elephant starts as a little elephant and then becomes a bigger elephant. It becomes a bigger elephant. And yes. I'm going to go back to your 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 other comment about when we think we don't hear, 
because mm-hmm. that is becoming a big, big elephant because we're not listening and right. being quiet causes listening, being uh, seeking causes listening. Mm-hmm. And so there's some opportunities. So what would be a little bite you mentioned when you speak about how you what you did personally and or what you recommend to take one little bite of this big elephant? Just get started. And just start, you know, again, I hate to use the word experiment, but that's what works is just like, because what happens is if, if what you're hearing, right, is truly from that unseen world and you do it, like, it's going to be amazing what happens, maybe little, but it's going to be amazing. Right. And that gives you the confidence. Like I said, I watch a lot of videos on leadership, all this kind of topic that we're talking about. So speaking of the elephant, right, it's usually huge, intimidating or whatever. I saw this video one time with this guy I was talking about the lion, right? He's the king of the jungle. And they're like, he's not the biggest, right? The elephant is actually one of the largest, biggest, most intimidating. But they're like, why isn't that the king of the jungle, right? It's the lion. It's the mindset. It's the attitude of the lion. When the lion looks at an elephant, he looks at lunch. That's his thought. Oh, that's lunch, right? Or it could be like the other option would be the thought of like, oh, my gosh, the thing's going to kill me. I got to run away. So, again, perception is truly reality. So that's why we're dropping these nuggets, these seeds to give you the enlightenment, the whatever word you want to use to say like, no, you know what? I can do this. So one, I would just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to try this. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, they, they get irritated when I say it, but I don't care. I'm like, try my Jesus. If you're doing other stuff that's not working or whatever, that's why I can have spiritual conversations with other religions. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say my quote that I always say is just get in the game. Love it. <laughs> I Wholeheartedly. And getting in the game is just, if you're a baseball fan, it's getting up to bat and That's giving it. It a shot. Uh, That's whatever it. that game is, picking up the ball and throwing it, whatever your game is, get in the first step and experiment. Perfect exactly. wrap up, John. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being willing to share all your heart and all your desire to serve. It's just it's been wonderful. And we thank our audience. You're very welcome. And we thank your audience. Feel free to share. Feel free to comment. We deeply appreciate your support. Have an amazing day, everyone. You've been listening to the Elephant in the Room podcast from One Light Ahead. For more content and resources, visit onelightahead.com.